Anthony Fasano from the Engineering Management Institute here. And before we bring you this episode of the podcast, we want to let you know that like many people, the team here at EMI is concerned about the COVID-19 coronavirus. While there are many reputable news and medical sources out there to help you stay informed, here at EMI, we'd like to use our platform to keep you up to date on any news related to engineering projects, conferences, events, and so on. We will be posting this information as we receive it at engineeringmanagementinstitute.org forward slash COVID-19. Again, that's engineeringmanagementinstitute.org forward slash C-O-V-I-D-1-9. Stay informed and stay safe. Welcome to this episode of the Structural Engineering Channel podcast, a podcast focused on helping structural engineering professionals stay up to date on technical trends in the field and also help them to succeed in their careers and lives. In this episode, we will be talking to Angie Fonte, who is the Principal and Chief Structural Engineer at Ballinger. Angie is going to be sharing with us the Structural Engineering City Walking Tour app that will be launching at Structures Congress in just a few short weeks. I am your co-host, Alexis Clark. I'm a licensed professional engineer in Texas and graduated with a bachelor's in civil engineering from UT Austin. I work in Hilti's North American headquarters as the product manager of our chemical anchoring portfolio in the U.S. and Canada. I'm your co-host, Matt Picardle. I'm a licensed engineer with DCI Engineers, practicing on structural projects in California with an undergraduate degree from Cal Poly Pomona and a master's degree in structural engineering from UC San Diego. Before we get started, this is a free show and our sponsors help us to keep it free, so please support them. I'd now like to recognize our sponsor for this episode, ZA Consulting Engineering Services. ZA Engineering is a structural consulting firm located in Long Island, New York, and services projects throughout the Northeast. ZA Engineering specializes in working with existing structures, providing building inspection and evaluation services, and structural design for repairs, reuse, and remediation of existing building structures. ZA Engineering also provides design and evaluation of new and existing structures for installation of alternative energy systems, such as solar panels, and structural engineering services for new commercial and residential structures. Their goal is to find practical solutions that are mutually acceptable by stakeholders and involved parties. Contact them anytime for a free consultation on your next project. You can find them at www.consultz.net. Again, that's www.consultz.net. I'd also like to make two quick announcements regarding the COVID-19 coronavirus. Firstly, the Engineering Management Institute knows that there are many reputable news and medical sources out there to help you stay informed. However, EMI would like to use our platform to be sure that you are kept up to date on any COVID-19 news related to engineering projects, conferences, events, and so on. If you have any information related to these subjects that you would like to broadcast to a wider audience, please contact EMI's content manager, Angelique, at angelique at engineeringmanagementinstitute.org. Angelique is spelled A-N-G-E-L-I-Q-U-E, and EMI will do their best to share it. Also, ASCE-SEI is a good friend of the podcast, and if you're wondering about the status of the upcoming ASCE-SEI Structures Congress, please visit www.asce.org backslash COVID-19. That's asce.org backslash COVID-19 backslash. Now I'd like to introduce our guest for this episode, Angie Fonte. 
As principal and chief structural engineer at Ballinger, Angie Fonte combines engineering and construction knowledge with exceptional management skills. She's been an integral team member on several high-profile collaborations, channeling her enthusiasm and expertise into inspiring building and system designs. In addition to her responsibilities with the firm, she's also currently a member of the Delaware Valley Engineers Week PR Committee. In 2011, she was named Young Engineer of the Year by the Engineers Club of Philadelphia. And she also earned a Bachelor of Architectural Engineering and Master of Architectural Engineering from Pennsylvania State University. Now we'd like to welcome Angie Fonte to the Structural Engineering Channel podcast. Welcome, Angie. Thank you so much for having me. Angie, we've introduced you uh, earlier in the show, but in your own words, can you tell the listeners a bit about more about yourself and what you do on a daily basis? I am uh, the Chief Structural Engineer and a principal at Ballinger in Philadelphia. We are AE firm with one office about 300 people. And uh, I've been here for 20 years since graduation from Penn State. And I run a great group of structural engineers in our corporate, healthcare, and academic sectors. That's really impressive that you've been there for 20 years. I think that speaks a lot about the culture of the group that you work with. What are some of the projects that you've worked on in your time there? We do an awful lot of work for Children's Hospital of Philadelphia. for a great client that keep us really challenged and really busy with their constant growth. Uh, I've done a lot of work with Reading Hospital, who is now Tower Health, and a lot of institutions, higher education projects up and down the East Coast, all the way from University of Rhode Island down to College of Charleston. So it's really an East Coast-centric practice, but also out to the Mississippi. That's awesome. So thank, what a great segue, taking us straight across to the Mississippi. Angie, you actually developed a structural engineering city walking tour app. Can you tell us exactly what a walking tour app is? My husband and I have taken together around the world, and our hobby is travel. And the inspiration was that every city that we would go to, there would be an AIA or an architectural walking tour. And it would be either sponsored by a local architecture chapter or, you know, online, a walking app basically take you on a tour via Google Maps or other GPS system of notable sites and buildings across the city. And I noticed that everything was so geared towards the aesthetic of the building that I said, we need one for structural engineers so that we can understand what's inside the building, how it stands up, what the guts are, so that not just engineers, but the general public can appreciate brains that have to go into figuring out how to structure something like the Burj Khalifa or the Eiffel Tower or the Gateway Arch in St. Louis. The walking tour app is basically an app that you download from Pocket Sites, and it is populated with a series of buildings and monuments along a three-mile route, this one in St. Louis. And at, at each stop, it explains the notable engineering achievements of that particular building or monument. So, Angie, it looks like you can download the app and then... Is this specific right now to St. Louis, or is it something that people from all over the place can download it at different areas? Anyone can download the app. It's on Pocket Sites, and you just search St. Louis, and it will be the first tour that pops up. Right now, there's only one tour that we created, and SEI has been gracious enough 
to host this as a pilot program or Structures Congress in St. Louis. And so that's why we felt that was an appropriate city to start out in since it would get some traction with a bunch of structural engineers together. But the intention is, if this is successful, to make an app like this for multiple cities around the world, wherever there are significant structures that should be celebrated. St. Louis is pretty much, hey, we're going to test this out and really seems like a a good platform, especially if it's at the Structures Congress. Can you tell us, are there any specific um, previews or tour site visits at St. Louis that you can uh, name off the top of your head that if they went on that tour, they would uh, see more about? Well, it starts and ends at the Station Hotel, which is the Congress Hotel, which is the host hotel. And that's a historic building in its own right. It once had the longest uh, trust span in the country. It's an old railroad shed, basically a railroad station, and it's quite beautiful. Then it, the tour takes you east towards the river, and the ultimate the last stop at the river is the Gateway Arch, of course. But there are several new and historic structures along the way, like the Wainwright Building, which was Louis Sullivan Building, and it's one of the first uses of structural steel to open up office floor plans. So basic these days, but it was really, really high-tech back in those days. Um, there's also the tallest and second tallest structures in St. Louis. And the Eads Bridge, which is a historic bridge that crosses the Mississippi. The information that's on the app will tell the story behind the construction of that and how difficult it was for that engineer to implement with the labor practices of the day. And then on the way back... There's the federal building, which is a massive building that Thornton Thomas Studies has actually breathed new life into, I'd say, through a seismic retrofit with some different dampers and pretty innovative um, methods to minimize disruption to the ongoing functions of the building while it was in operation. Along the way, on the first day, if you join us on that Sunday, on the way back, there is a Hilti-sponsored happy hour at Bush Stadium and Ballpark Village. When I'm walking around cities and I'm looking at new buildings, I'm always wondering what's the lateral system for that, or how did what's that made out of, or when did they do this retrofit? So I think just walking around with this app, it would answer a lot of my questions. I think the majority of our audience would also agree with that sentiment. I think most of us are like just nerds on parade when we're visiting a new city. I get in trouble a lot with my wife. We'll be walking in a new city and I end up like peeking around through the the screens that are up around a construction site. And I'm looking at what's happening. You know, what are they using for their facade attachment? And I often get left behind. Like all my group of friends or my wife will just continue walking on and say, all right, she'll find us at the breakfast place we're walking to in like five minutes. She just needs to spend her time geeking out a little bit about the built environment around her. Yeah, I'm always looking at the ceilings and they're like, what's on the ceiling? I'm like, no, I'm looking at the joy system. (laughs) I love it. This is so fantastic. And I think this aligns so well. So there's actually um, a vision for the future of structural engineering that was drafted a few years ago and agreed to by SEI, the Structural Engineering Institute of ASCE, as well as NCSEA and I believe CASE. One of the main tenants that they have, one of the main goals that they have for the future of structural engineering is to increase engagement with the public and bring really the magic behind structural engineering to non-technical folk, to lay people, so that they can not only begin to understand how structural engineering work shapes their world, but have an appreciation and understanding of it. I have to ask, I assumed that because of that SEI vision that this app was born, but it seems like this was really a project that you were passionate about and just came out of your own desire. 
What is it that you wish to see come out of this tour when people experience it? I hope that structural engineers that use it can tell, I'm going to say lay people, the general public about it and the word spreads because so many people focus on architecture and want to be architecture buffs or architectural history buffs. I really want to generate the same kind of appreciation for engineering. And I think there's kind of like a natural groundswell happening right now with all of the emphasis is being put on STEM education in schools. Eventually, there's going to be people out there with a hunger to understand more about engineering behind the aesthetic. So I'm hoping it spreads to the general public and just educates people about what structural engineers do because we are by nature a very humble breed. We don't like to brag. We deal with a lot of uncertainty and unknown. It's just in our nature not to publicize what we do as much. And so that's part of my role. I'm, I am also the chair of the Public Relations Committee for SEI. And as part of that role, I wanted to take PR, not just internal to our SEI organization, but have a broader outreach to society. That's a great point because we try not to brag or saying that we did this or we did that. But it is important because that kind of like with the STEM education, like you were saying, it does let uh we need more professionals in our field. So getting that out there when kids are still young, they know about the architectural, but they also know about all the engineering that goes into it. So what the app is doing is, is really great for that, especially adapting to the new technology and what people are using these days. So I think that's great. Angie, how can our listeners attend this tour that you're talking about in case they don't know yet? Anybody can start, can attend it right now. You can download it from Pocket Sites. It is that's a free app on the app store, any app store. Search for St. Louis in the search bar and it will pop up first tour available. It is the Structures Congress SEI St. Louis Structural Engineering Walking Tour. You'll see a nice photo of Union Station Hotel as the front page photo. And if you start at Union Station, which is the starting point, it will take you on a nice three mile round trip walk east. So Angie, I find it very intimidating to develop an entire app and this process sounds so neat. Uh, can you share with us a little bit, you know, how long did it take you to really develop this and what was the process like to create the final product of this walking trap that we can all access on our smartphones? The process itself took several months, but thankfully populating the app was relatively simple and it, it didn't take too much time. The app was already developed, so I didn't have to write it, thankfully. It's basically a, a website called Pocket Sites where anyone can go in and generate a walking tour. The difficult part was finding the content within walking distance from Union Station Hotel and having enough notable buildings with enough information along the way. Basically, the process was I found all of the information on all of the buildings that we could string together into a nice walking tour. wasn't too long, not too short. And then gathered all the photos, text, and then strung all of the stuff together and populated the app really in a matter of a few hours. But the gathering of the information is what took several months. So was the process doing research on these uh, buildings and then somehow getting it to the app? And is that kind of how the app works? You do research on it and then you work with the developer or whoever developed the app to uh, put that information on there? The app was already developed, 
And anyone can populate any sort of walking tour that they want. They just need to have it approved by the app developer before it goes live. So now that you have the process down, can anybody contribute to this? Like, is this how it would get implemented in other cities? Yes. So I own a, um, I'll call it the login information, right? I have an account on the app and anyone could theoretically do this. I'm doing it under the umbrella of SEI specifically, but anyone could populate this if they wanted to. Yeah, it doesn't have to go to us. The St. Louis one would have to be modified by only me or SEI, but anyone could develop an app like this if they wanted to in their own city. Wonderful. That's exactly what I was hoping to hear is that there's an easy way for others who are in different cities who want to bring this really cool technology that seems to be pretty user-friendly and bring that to their own home city. So different CIOT chapters or um, NCSEA groups can actually partner within a metropolitan area and bring this same walking tour to the public in their area. Absolutely. And if any listeners would love to showcase their city or their projects or whatever it may be, please reach out to me if the thought of populating out a walking tour app seems too daunting or too time-consuming. I am happy to input that information and streamline the process for you. You're such a rock star. That's such a generous thing to offer. I know all of us are very stretched thin. I know you're on the PR committee for SEI. I know you're involved with NCSEA as well. On top of all of that, you also happen to have a full-time job and manage people and have a family. So that's a really generous offer. Thank you for kind of offering that to our listeners, Angie. Absolutely. What is one thing that really excites you about the future of the structural engineering industry? I don't know if it's just because I'm older and I have a little more experience now, but I have noticed an awful lot more collaboration amongst firms. It used to be that we were very insular and and kept to ourselves and didn't socialize or participate in too many uh, group activities or get to know your peers. But today's world, everyone is an expert in a lot of things. And when we get together as engineers and collaborate and throw out thoughts and brainstorm together, the result is exponentially better than if we had tried to do it alone. I really delighted with the amount of just cooperation amongst various firms, various people, hearing different perspectives and ways of thought, and then being respected in return for our own thoughts. It's just very, it's a promising outlook in our field, I believe. Yeah, I think like you said, we're smart on our own, but then when we all come together, we're, we're a lot smarter and we can do a lot of better things. That's why I think uh, personally, like meeting up at congresses, meeting up in person, actually getting to know other structural engineers outside of your firm, inside of your firm, that human touch and kind of just develops and that allows you guys to collaborate a lot more and it's a good way to get new ideas out and to basically create new things that you might have never come up with if you were just uh, in your own solo silo in your desk somewhere. So I like that, a solo silo. <laughs> well, no, and that, that experience share and that knowledge share is so critical. It's so valuable to all of us that we all continue to be exposed to new ideas and new methods of doing things and trying to figure out which little pieces and parts you can pull from different new uh, concepts that you're pulling, that you're learning about and bring them all together into something new that really works for your team or area or the projects that you're on. Angie, is there anything that worries you about the future of structural engineering? I know there's things about like AI or 
jobs getting taken over by computers or is there anything like that you have on the top of your mind? The only thing that worries me at night is the rapid pace at which projects have been accelerated and a computer will crank through numbers, but the human is the one that has to interpret them and, and know what they're inputting and know what's being output. And there's never going to be a time when a computer can take the place of that. And it, I think it's difficult for people who aren't engineers like our clients to understand that there is an amount of time that it takes to put a well-thought building together. And that has to be appreciated and understood. And I am concerned that if younger generation comes in and is pressured into something that uh, we're going to start seeing not great results out there, building failures, not so much structural failures, but less than optimal buildings to live and work in. That's a great point. I know a lot of younger engineers, I mean, one of their first questions sometimes is, hey, what are the softwares I need to use? What are the softwares I need to use to get into the industry? It's, I always go back, well, I don't think you'll learn the software on the whatever job you're at, but you need to know if someone asks you or asks yourself, hey, how do I know this is right? And then if you can't verify that with some type of hand calc or going back to the basics, simplifying the problem back to like even um, statics problem or back checking it some way, somehow, maybe with other software, then it doesn't matter what software you're using. You still have to know the basics and you can't just rely on the software. So that's a valid point. And I think especially the younger generation embrace the software, but also build that engineering judgment and stay strong in the, the basics of structural engineering. Right. Just be humble and ask questions and learn what you can as much as you can. I actually would just like to make a, a quick PSA to any of our audience members who have listened to the past three episodes. This is now the third, if not the fourth episode in a row where our guest has made that same comment. What is it that you would want to pass down? What is it that people need to be aware of? And each of them have made the same comment that it is so wonderful we have technology to run the calculations and to crunch the numbers for us. But without that structural engineering, you can call it intuition or engineering judgment, or just you have to be able to conceptualize what's happening, interpret data, and be able to apply it in a manner that is safe for the the final outcome of the project you're working on. I find it very fascinating that this has been a common theme, regardless of who we're talking to, what area of the country they're in, what sector of structural engineering they're from. We're hearing that loud and clear. So I'm really glad, Angie, that you echoed their concerns. If you're a young EIT and you're getting into the structural engineering industry, hopefully now the third time's the charm and we all can understand that software on your resume, while helpful, is not going to be the make or break that gets you that job. Yeah, I'd much rather you had a, a good solid summer internship than know how to run a, a software program. And that's from someone who might want to hire you one day. Exactly. Send in your resume. Just a little plug for Ballinger. Angie, I just have one last question for you. And that is, what is your one piece of advice that you would share with all structural engineers based on your career path to date? Oh, just keep plugging and never stop learning. You will learn something new every single day if you're doing it right. And as soon as you become complacent, or start to do the same thing on every project, that's when our industry starts to diminish and lose its shine. So just for the good of our profession, keep innovating, keep thinking big, keep collaborating with each other, and we'll be just fine.
We hope you enjoyed the conversation with Angie Fonte today. It was great to hear about the app and how it can bring awareness to the structural engineering that goes inside our buildings and structures. If SEI Structures Congress is still on, we will see you in St. Louis that first weekend in April. Join us for the debut of the Structural Engineering Walking Tour app and the happy hour that Hilti is hosting to celebrate this amazing first step in engaging the public with the structural engineering industry. Meet us in the lobby of the Union Station Hotel at 4 p.m. on Sunday afternoon before the Congress commences to experience the tour firsthand with your fellow structural engineers and be sure to RSVP on the Structures Congress website for the sponsored happy hour. Any other references that you'd want to learn about will be included in the links in this episode's show notes. And remember, if you're wondering about the status of the upcoming ASCE SEI Structures Congress, please visit asce.org backslash C-O-V-I-D hyphen one nine backslash. That's asce.org backslash COVID hyphen 19 backslash. We hope you enjoyed the episode today. We'd love to hear your feedback, comments, and or questions. To leave them, please visit structuralengineeringchannel.com. There you'll find a summary of the key points discussed in today's episode, which is episode number 22, as well as links to any of the resources, websites, or books mentioned during this episode. And don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Until next time, we wish you the best in all of your structural engineering endeavors and stay healthy.